Thanks for calling the Q Hotline. This is Kevin Brittingham. This is your opportunity to tell us what you think. Q, Q products, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Industry news, things you want to say, especially if you got something funny to say. You could have called anywhere in the world. You called us. We appreciate that. What's up, Q? This is Derek Durbin out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I saw your post on Facebook about leaving a message on your hotline. I just wanted to tell you guys, you are doing it right. Uh, don't change anything but the industry, guys. Uh, I bought a two-stamp Honey Badger, the Honey Badger SD, and collapsed that thing shorter than a Daisy rifle, the BB gun by like four inches i mean it's crazy i bought one of your pink bags and uh went to go put that bb gun in it uh, for my daughter it's kind of a goof and it wouldn't even fit <laughs> and that's a 30 caliber rifle that holds 30 rounds i mean that's insane uh i bought one from kentucky gun company and they were i think it was the first one they got in and the guy said uh uh well, I'll go get the gun and let you shoot it. And uh, I said, okay, well, that's fine. And he's just kind of hanging around, and I told him, I said, uh, I said, are you waiting on something, man? He goes, I just want to hear it. It's the first one we've got in. We uh, uh, want to hear what it sounds like. So I actually let him shoot the first magazine through it. I told him, you can't, you can't really sell them if you haven't shot them before. And they were just dumbfounded, as was I, with the weight. Um of the gun, the accuracy of the gun, uh, and just how quiet it is to be a 30 caliber. I mean, we had a, uh, a CZ Scorpion, which is a ridiculous gun, but I do own it, uh, with a um, Tyrant 9 on it, and it was just so much louder uh, than the Honey Badger. I mean, uh, just don't don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. Make us wait. <laughs> uh you're doing it right and when you put it out it's perfect so just keep doing what you're doing yo 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 good morning thanks for tuning in it's the drive-in um so i kind of like these short ones hopefully we'll keep doing you guys keep sending in topics uh, i think it's easier for colin to put together and edit and stuff as well we still want to have some guests on um but i just hadn't felt like coordinating all that crap um, today's topics, ammo for short barrels. Uh, let's try to give you guys some education on that and realize the usefulness of short barrels and that you have to match your ammo to your gun barrel length twist, these sorts of things. So ammo for short barrels. Number two topic, the much asked about nine millimeter honey badger. Uh, what are our thoughts? Will it be? Will it not be? Why would it be? Or why would it not be? What's the use in it? What is the direction of our company? Does it fit in? Well, you know, these are questions. So take a listen. So ammunition, short barrels again. Um, you know, we developed 300 Blackout from 300 Whisper for US SOCOM at their request. The reasons being they wanted something for shorter range so like urban environment that kind of stuff cqb um 556223 ammo is designed for longer barrels it's a very light bullet that needs to go fast when you cut the barrel length in half 
down to 10 inches, um, you're sacrificing a lot of velocity. So the 55 to 75 grain bullets or so um, don't perform as well terminally. So the AK round inside of a few hundred meters with shorter barrels is a superior cartridge. At longer ranges, 5.56 is good. If you have the velocity, your hit probability is better. Um, so it works good out of the long barrels when you can get velocity. The problem with the AK round is it needs a full curve magazine because the case of the AK or the 9 by 39, the 7.62 by 39 round is very tapered. That's why you, when you see an AK magazine, uh, it's easy to recognize because of the full curve. In reality, the AR-15 needs a full curve mag as well, just not as curved because the case of the 5.56 cartridge is not as tapered. And so what I mean is if you look from like where the head stamp is, the base of the cartridge to the neck of the cartridge, the body of the brass, how much it tapers. If it tapers a lot, you need a very curved magazine. If it doesn't, you can get away with a straight mag for a certain number of rounds. Then it'll need to be curved slightly. Now the AR mags are straight and then curved and they really should have been full curve. Um, that's where you see like the Stoner 63 mags or a full curve magazine. But you can get away with it because of the slight taper of the 5.56. So anyway, the reason I say this is because SOCOM couldn't reliably put AK rounds through the M4 magazine wells. So if you, if you look online, you can probably find Knight's Armament did an SR-47 gun that's freaking awesome. Takes AK mags, I believe. Um, but they had to redo the receiver. So it's an expensive way to do it. Um, it didn't really gain a ton of traction, although their guns were super cool and it was a neat idea. But this is where 300 Blackout came to be. <coughs> Excuse me. They also, SOCOM also wanted the subsonic capability. And uh, 300 Whisper, 300 Blackout, they give you this option. Now what we did, again, with 300 Blackout compared to Whisper was uh, J.D. Jones, who originally did Whisper, he was stuck with using 308 projectiles. Which is cool because there's a ton of them out there because, you know, 30 count, 308's been so popular for so long. Um, the downside is they're not the right shape or length. Um, so it's called ogive. The ogive is incorrect to feed in an M4. It's not what it was designed for. So you would run into reliability issues using shorter, stubbier 308 bullets if you tried to feed them in an M4. Uh, so that was some problems with 300 Whisper. So what we were able to do or design projectiles that were the correct ogive and 30 cal to feed in the M4 and give you full capacity magazine, full reliability, super and subsonic. And that's really the advantage of what we did with 300 Blackout. And, um, you know, I mean, I think it's like our history, probably mine and Ethan's history, uh, in the industry of just improving things. Did we invent something new? Well, no, probably not. But we made it to where it works and it's become commercially successful and also adopted by, you know, the greatest military in the history of the world. Um, so I think that's a success. 
A, a problem with the stubby rounds is when you don't fill up the inside of your magazine with your cartridge, it um, and the rounds can move back and forth. This induces um, failures to feed. The gun will not be as reliable. The rounds can no, nosedive in the magazine when they try to feed from the magazine into the chamber. Um, so it's very important to design rounds the right shape and that they take up the entire magazine. Um, and you can't really lengthen the case if you want subsonic, like the case of the cartridge, because the subsonic rounds are obviously uh, much heavier and longer. And so you don't want to seat it farther into the case. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with 6.5 Creedmoor being an improvement over Remington, uh, the 260 Remington cartridge, because as long heavy bullets became popular, like the 140s and up, um, you couldn't seat the bullets at the proper length in the case, uh, and it still fit in the magazine of the weapon. So when they did 260 Remington, you know, everybody's shooting like 120 grain bullets. Um, so once they went with longer, heavier bullets, it, it wouldn't feed anymore. So shortening the case to 6.5 Creedmoor from the 260 Remington case was an improvement in that regard. You can load bullets at the proper length and it uses the case sufficiently. So, you know, when do you want 5.56? When do you want 300 blackout? If you have a longer barrel and you're shooting far, you want 5.56. Um, if you're not, then you want 300 blackout. If you want subsonic, you want 300 blackout. Um, if you want to shoot farther with 300 blackout, all you do is get a longer barrel. Um, you know, your hit probability increases with 5.56, but, you know, you don't have the energy with 5.56 that you have with 300 blackout. You know, the, these are kind of the pros and cons. Uh, it's more expensive than 5.56 because they produce more 5.56. And 300 blackouts popular, so it's artificially inflated by the market. Because <clears throat> it's really just commodity once you start loading it. It is a little slower to load than 5.56, so it should be a little bit more expensive, but we're talking like 10% probably with commodity and loading. Because um, they use the same machine to load as they load, um, you know, 5.56, 300 blackout with. So why do you want 308? Um, you know, it's just energy. 308 is a better cartridge for killing stuff. The downside with 308 is the guns, because there's a lot more energy, the guns get bigger and heavier. You know, just like if you have a 22 pistol, it can be very small compared to a 9mm, compared to a 10mm, whatever is trendy today. Um, 308 is great for killing. It's a great cartridge. It's very accurate. 6.5 has become more popular because it's less recoil and it shoots flatter. You get the trajectory of 300 wind mag, so your hit probability at distance is very good. It's also less affected by wind, and um, 6.5 is just really a great cartridge. Uh, I, I recommend it for anybody. Now, I use 308 a lot with a 16-inch barrel and even shorter, shooting inside 300 meters. It 308 if you're shooting inside 300 you probably get more energy um, and it's a better cartridge for killing stuff than 6.5 once you go over 300 it's debatable once you go you know like 400 and on 6.5 is clearly a better cartridge um, you know basically the the 308 I don't think it's ever gonna 
die. People keep asking me this in the questions. Um, there's just so much commercially available ammo. There's been so much research done with it. It's a really, really great cartridge. And again, the downside to me is you got to have a bigger, heavier gun most of the time. Um, now, why would you want 8.6? So the 8.6 blackout cartridge we're working on is like the big brother 300 blackout, but for 308. Now, it also, just like 300 blackout compared to 5.56, 8.6 is more energy out of short barrels, and it's designed for short barrels, more energy than a 308, even out of a longer barrel. You get a viable subsonic cartridge with a 300 plus grain subsonic bullet that will expand. Um, it's full mag capacity with the 8.6. It's super and subsonic gas gun cycle. Uh, it, it's super quiet. Uh, you can use 338 Lapua Magnum silencers. Um, you know, the 8.6, of course, fits into short action like 308 base guns. Um, the first thing that we'll offer will be the fixed pistol. So I think it's a 12 and a half, 12 and three quarter inch barrel. It'll be a super fast twist. You know, when you have heavy, long bullets, you want to spin them fast to get better accuracy and more energy. So it's going to be at most a one in three twist. It could be even faster than that. And so in comparison, a 308, because it's all designed for long barrels, you know, like 24 inch barrels, uh, it's a one in 10 twist typically. Um, so subsonic 308 is generally, you know, the accuracies for shit because you're spinning the bullet very slow. So it doesn't stabilize because you don't have velocity. And then people generally barrels get shorter. You know, it spins fewer times in the barrel. The longer the barrel, you know, you don't need as fast of a twist, but going with shorter barrels, heavier bullets, you need fast twist barrels. So it's pretty easy to explain, but you know, the industry is just slow to adopt things just like, you know, the, uh, the tapered muzzle, like, like we do where it's reverse compatible, but with a tapered muzzle, if you mount anything to the, the end of your barrel, it's better. You get alignment, things don't unscrew. You don't have to use crush washers and shims and, uh, lock tight and adhesives and stuff like that to make sure everything stays tight. Um, so, I mean, I think slowly you see people, like I see there's another couple vendors now that make barrels or guns going to a one in five twist uh, for 300 blackout. And the shorter you go, the more you need the faster twist. So, like, I don't really like the five inch stuff that people are doing now. Um, you know, there's a place for it. If it's a car gun, it's better than shooting someone with a nine millimeter. Uh, but the five inch barrels are not awesome you're generally not going to get great accuracy unless you've got a faster twist barrel and you are also um they're louder you're going to get muzzle flash you don't get the terminal ballistics that you get with a little bit longer barrel and when we did the barnes 110 ammo which was awesome that bullet is great it's for a nine inch barrel so we're still now spitting it was for nine inch one and seven now that we went to seven inch with the honey badger, um, but we're spinning it faster. Uh, it's, it's, it works. It's better spinning it faster. We're able to go a little shorter with the barrel. Now five inch is, is kind of, is kind of stupid. Um, but, uh, 
seven, we're still getting the performance when we shoot in gelatin, you know, the bullet performance. Uh, we're still getting expansion. Uh, it, it's still a good length for inside, you know, a couple hundred yards. The, the seven inch is working. And we're able to have a compact, lightweight gun. Um, now, will we offer, now to switch gears again to 8.6, will we offer longer barrels? Uh, yeah, we probably will. Uh, for people who have the rifle versions of the fix and stuff like that, we'll probably have a 16-inch. But it's really going to shine in the shorter shorter barrels. Um, you know, did we just reinvent 338 Federal? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And the reason being is we couldn't put long heavy bullets into the 338 Federal case. 338 Federal is a great cartridge for like East Coast hun hunting. If you're inside a few hundred yards, it's better than 308. The problem is the case is long and you can't fit long subsonic bullets in it, so we had to shorten the case. And that's the deal with it. Um, you know, I mean, we're not trying to, to hide what we're doing. There's been a whole lot of smart people in our industry that have just done some great things, but as time moves on, you know, everything improves slightly. People understand, you know, the heavier bullets are, are good downrange. And 338 Federal, too, they weren't thinking subsonic, so they just made the case too long. Um, you, you know, some people, it, it's still, you can find it commercially some, but it sort of died off. But I think now with the popularity of silencers and better bullet technology and understanding and powders and everything else, um, and 308 guns are much more prolific now, so you see a lot of 7.62 gas guns. Um, and then having a gun like the Fix where it's a switch barrel and you can change your barrel and caliber out very easily. Um, it just makes it good timing for the 8.6 blackout. Um, you know, and for people, if you have the Fix or other guns in 308, it's going to be just like 300 blackout with 5.56. All you'll need to do to change a gun from... 308 to 86 is to uh, switch the barrel out. It'll use the same magazine, the same bolt, same bolt face. Um, that's all it's going to take. And you can shoot super and subsonic through it. So if you're hunting inside 300 meters, this 12 and a half inch 86 with supersonic will be awesome. And with the stock folded on that gun, I don't know how long it is, but. You know, it's probably just 20 inches or something like that. The gun's lightweight. It's compact. Um, it's going to be a great option for people backpacking or hunting, um, you know, things of that nature, like a, a truck gun for, you know, hunting property and stuff like that. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of The Drive-In. I'm uh, driving to work. So, are we going to do a 9mm Honey Badger? You guys keep asking. I keep hearing you. The answer is most likely still no. Here's the reason. Reasons. Um, well, lots of people are doing 9mm pistol carbine, subgun sort of stuff. And I like it. It's fun. I pretend to hate on the HK MP5. I love the MP5. I love the MP5 SD. It's the gun that got my kids really interested in shooting. So, Mr. Heckler and Mr. Coke, appreciate you. However, it's useless. You know, the MP5 SD is an eight and a quarter pound, nine millimeter with the velocity of a 380 and the accuracy of a fucking slingshot. 
It's a cool gun though. It impresses your buddies. It looks awesome. We all enjoyed it in all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger films. I like the gun. It's just useless for anything practical other than giggles. Um, you know, we did the Honey Badger to replace it for US SOCOM. There's a reason. You know, the Honey Badger you can kill stuff with. The MP5SD you can irritate things with. It's a 380. You know, the, the barrel has 30 some odd ports just in front of the chamber that vent the gases into the silencer of the MP5SD. And that makes it exceptionally quiet. But guess what? It also steals your velocity and you get shit accuracy. And the MP5SD is stamped steel that is welded. So it's a terrible way to manufacture something in 2019. It is very complicated and expensive to manufacture. It's roller delayed, which a lot of you gun fags get off on that. And it's interesting, but it's like typical German way to make something four times more complicated than it needs to be and be expensive. It's like this German Swiss mentality of make it so difficult to manufacture, no one else can do it, I guess. Um, which that's all right, but then you see what HK did. They freaking pulled some uh, gone in 60 seconds, you know, 180 going 100 miles an hour and made the UMP, which is the biggest pile of shit in the entire world. But, you know, they did it to be able to sell it to all these countries that couldn't afford the MP5 and they make more money, I'm sure, off the UMP than they do off the MP5 and all the artisans that used to hand fit all that crap in the MP5 are probably dead or retired and any imbecile can put together a UMP. But, 9mm Honey Badger for the commercial market. It would be super cool. I would shoot it. I would have fun with it. Um, but it's just a toy. And I'm not saying that we're not going to get there one day and have all these time resources to be able to do all of these cool things that we would like to do for ourselves. I would love a 9mm Honey Badger. It'd be fun. Um, but at this point in my life and at this point in our business, we're making stuff that are very practical and efficient at killing stuff. That's what the Honey Badger was designed for. That's why it was designed for SOCOM at their request. It wasn't to be a toy. You know, and it's half the weight of the MP5 SD. It's quieter. It's five or six times more accurate. It's much more lethal. Your range is probably six times what it is with the MP5 SD. Um, you get a real rifle cartridge. Um, you know, with the pistol stuff, you really got to hit, like, the central nervous system to incapacitate someone or some animal. And, you know rifles having that much more energy and you get to a point where you get hydrostatic shock which will shut organs down where you don't have to make a perfect shot it's just much more practical um i would like a nine millimeter honey badger with that said but again it's a toy and that's just not where we're at with the business um you know we did the fix which is an incredible utility gun it is the best hunting rifle you could get and i would say people, and I'm using the air quotes of sniper rifle, for that type of roll, for 99.9% .9 of the shots, it's great for that too, and you can do it in a 6 to 7 pound package, depending on barrel length and diameter and 
all of these other things. Um, the stock folds. It's just a very practical gun and the best hunting rifle you could buy. And it's not a toy um, as far as guns go. And, and I view 9mm carbines as that. Why would you have a gun that weighs 7 or 8 pounds or call it Let's say it's really lightweight and somebody did a really great job and made a 9mm car carbine in 6 pounds or 5 pounds even. It's way heavier than your Glock and I can shoot my Glock really well <laughs> and it's 9mm. You can't do that with rifle cartridges. Um, so I just think those are different roles. The only reason to get a 9mm is the ammo is cheaper but everything about the ammo is worse other than it's cheaper and I guess it's smaller but when you make a gun the size of a rifle but you make it in some cartridge like this it's not practical in some countries where the people are 90 pounds nine millimeter probably works much better than you know in countries where a large part of the population is 200 pounds um, you know like if you correlate it with hunting so somebody's going to say, oh, I want 9mm for my home defense, you know. Don't want to over-penetrate with light 9mm expanding bullets. You won't do that. Well, you could do the same thing with 300 Blackout but still be able to kill people. You know, intruders, someone that comes into your house. Um, yeah, use a handgun, lame-o, or a shotgun, or 300 Blackout with proper ammo. Um... You know, I mean, think about, like, what if we built, what, what is the Barrett, the M82, is it the 107 now? What if we built that in 300 blackout? God, the gun would shoot so good. We could make it so quiet. That's like putting a 9mm round in a rifle. It's just stupid. Um, if you want to use it to train your kids or something, that's cool. Like, I'll shoot with my kids. Now I shoot with 300 blackout with them. Um, but, you know, they're a little older, and they like the, the Super and the Subsonic, and, you know, they can shoot at two or 300 yards with it, um, you know, and it gives you that capability. And I know one of you dorks is going to send me some message. I can shoot to 300 with 9 millimeter. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I just mean practically. Um, so that's what I think. I don't know that we'll continue... You know, I don't know what the future will hold for us. I know that we're going to do the Mega Fix, for instance. And I know we're working on uh, another rifle. And um, I have an idea where we're going with accessories and silencers. But with that said, you know, we're, we're doing some military business now. And I don't want us to become a military company like we did in, in large part with Advanced Armament. Uh, for several reasons I've discussed in the past. You know, we're all a little older. I'm a single dad with custody of my kids. I don't like to travel as much as the military work requires, just given, you know, these circumstances. My kids are out of school in five years, so maybe that changes. Um, but right now, I take them to school every morning. I pick them up, and that's the same for Ethan and a lot of the dudes. Um, and now we're into the commercial stuff and hunting. That could change, you know. But I would also, because I would like to do a silent shotgun before I get too old because um, when I retire to some ranch, I want to bird hunt and stuff, and I want a practical silent shotgun. It'll probably be integral and be carbon fiber, 
but that's going to take a lot of R&D, and we've got to be in a place to want to do that. And, you know, if I had all the resources in the world, we'd have a 9mm honey badger because it would sell and it would be fun. But, you know, don't kid yourself, that's all it is. And right now where I think we can do things like 8.6 or the Fix or the Honey Badger or the next generation of that gun, um, something that actually makes a difference and can continue to help to kill terrorists, um, then I'm down with that. You know, something I can hunt with. You know, we're working on a gun right now that hopefully is what I'll elk hunt with next year and I'll take to Africa. Um, and I'm into that. Uh you know, when I was still living in Georgia and had my ranch there and um, could shoot a lot, you know, basically just out of the bedroom window and have targets, the silence 9mm stuff was fun for me. Um, it's just not now. It, it's really just not. Um, you know, 300 blackout is more interesting to me and shooting farther is more interesting. Uh, what else with 9mm carbines? You know, then there's debate. Like, the Colt one originally, you know, was just straight blowback, so you have to have a very heavy bolt, kind of like the UMP um, or the grease gun, you know, and then the bolts get really heavy, so when you shoot the guns, they're all seesawing on you, and um, then you need a very slow cyclic rate to be able to control the gun. Um, and, you know, making a very heavy bolt, you know, usually the bolt assembly and the barrel are the majority of the weight of a firearm if done correctly. And when you have to have a heavy bolt and a blowback, you know, the UMP, half the weight is the freaking bolt, and you feel it when you shoot. And it's not enjoyable to shoot like a MP5 is. So, um, you know, these are all considerations. We could do a quick and dirty honey badger, but, you know, that's time and effort taken away from other things that we're working on kind of some next generation silencer stuff and accessories I'm very excited about for instance the bipod and the erector 9 silencer that you guys have been waiting on the bipod is called the kickstand by the way um, so any of you griffin armament wannabe trolls can go and try to steal the name if you want to continue to do that sort of thing um, but I want the resource to spend on things where we can kind of continue to make a difference in the industry and breathe some new life into it. You know, we're trying to do some CPR on this industry that a bunch of lame asses, probably fueled by private equity, have gone and stuck their wee-wee in and messed up. Um, but we still have, we have a great team of guys, as you guys obviously can tell if you're smart enough to listen to this and you like Q products, you know it's not just me running my freaking mouth. It is the products are really incredible you know that's why we don't have to buy page ads and magazines to get recoiled to say we're gun of the year you know we're earning the shit on merit the way it should be and you know with that said I mean we're just able to do it so I'm thankful for that you know that's the best thing I've ever done is be able to get great people to work together and the rest of these little wannabe maxim defenses can buy the mag ads and paint things colors to try to uh, you know, appear to be what we are. Um, anyway, it might be a good project for Maximum Defense. They could, like, they could, um, maybe they partner, do a collab with Griffin, and that'd be sick. 
be a whole bunch of guys on the internet loving that. Um, anyway, that's kind of my rant on 9mm. Keep it in a handgun, man. Uh, and for some smartass sends me something about, well, 22 rifle. 22 is different. For training, there's a practical use. You can hunt with 22s. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of things different than 9 millimeter does. I mean, to me, I would rather have an AR in 22 than a 9 millimeter. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for the support. Appreciate you listening. Later on. Team on, team on, team on.